Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. An Erio's original. Playcation! Hi, everyone, and welcome to Playcation! The unpacking. the unpacking. Hi, everybody. I'm Maria. Uh, I'm Amanda. <laughs> this is the placation unpacking. It's where we unpack what we what we talked about in the previous episode. And today we are unpacking our Prince Edward Island trips. What a wild ride these past two days have been with people emailing us who live in on Prince Edward Island. Um, with people giving their thoughts on our stories and our trips. And then, of course, the poll results are in. I'm just looking the at win- it now, and it sounds like the big winner is... Maria's trip! That's right. I won this week with 60.2% saying they would take my trip and 39.8% saying they would take Amanda's trip. And I, I bow to you. I concede, I concede the race. Thank I'm, you. I'm not going to demand a recount. <laughs> Thank you. It was, it, 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 it was a good battle. Both trips were great. Um, I did, you know, a couple people wrote in going, you know, how do I, how do I vote? Do I vote with my, do I vote because I like the places you guys choose or do I vote because I like the stories you guys tell? Now, I think, I think it's just a gut instinct, but personally, what I I would say is go vote for whose trip you'd rather take. So like, it's like, for me, I think I would vote sort of like the stories are the cherry on top, but we're not doing a storytelling contest. We're doing a travel show contest. Um, And so I would say vote with whose trip like you literally would rather take because the stories are getting exhausting. And frankly, (laughs) I don't think I'm going to be able to maintain the level of story well, you that kind I've of been went doing. hard with Sandal. I mean, I there was it was. I mean, there was a beginning, middle, and end. There, there was like a dark night of the soul in there. I mean, you really went. You saved the cat fully. On I your was. Sandals I story. was writing prose. <laughs> yes, you were. That you know, you could send that into McSweeney's or something, and it you know it could be you know on the cover of the of the. I don't think they do cover stories, but it could be. I mean, it should be. I, I and I burnt myself out, so this week there's basically no story to my Mexico my Mexico City trip. I do, and I I do agree with you. It is a it is a which placation would you rather take? And I do believe half of that is the whole package, but I do think that it is more like when it comes down to it, story or not, what places are you wanting to go to? What food are you wanting to eat? And what kind of itinerary would you rather, would you be aligned with? Yeah, that, that's what I think it should be. But you know what? You got to do you. So if the story matters more to you than the actual travel stuff, Godspeed. 
but I don't want to hear about it. So Candace, at Candace Marie RN, who has written in before, says, Amanda did a great job on a roughing it budget, despite the name Sandal, LOL. Uh-huh. And people were reaching out saying there is some an actor actually named Sandal. And it is spelled differently than actually Sandal, which is what you like S-A-N-D-A-L. <laughs> That's true. Um, but Candace said, but I loved every step of Maria's placation, including the new ghost friend. Okay, love it. And a lot of people did kind of figure out that Lucy was a ghost from the very beginning, from the moment we met her in the cemetery. That was, you know, people saw that as, oh, this is a ghost. I can't believe I didn't catch it when you said she wasn't eating. I was just like really upset by that. But (laughs) I know (laughs) she didn't want to. She wanted to walk around the organic farm. She didn't care to eat. That wasn't that's not part of her, you know, what she needs. Let's see. So then Nicole Kozak says, oh, my God, I had to vote for Amanda Fun Buns. Forbidden lesbian story. Forbidden lesbian love story. What an emotional roller coaster. I would seriously read a YA novel about Kara and Sandal sneaking off to the lighthouse. And then I said it's going to be the hottest beach treat of 2022. And then she said, seriously, write it. And I did. <laughs> well, I think she wants you to flesh it out a little bit. It, it does need. Oh, someone else reached out. Okay, I forget who. I'm trying to find it right now. But they were basically like, "Wait, why is uh, Kara? Is that her name, Kara? Why? Yeah. Why is she covered in blood? Why was the? Yes. Why was she covered in blood in the flashback? Mm-hmm. Um, fair, fair, fair question. question because she and a question. <laughs> yes. And she just pushed because she just pushed the lighthouse guy over the edge. But then I said it's the stress of murder gave her a nosebleed. Okay. And that's all we needed. This is again, this is just like the Hokkaido um, story you told where the father did not tell you that Tomoko was alive. And you said it was a language barrier. Now we're hearing this and it's the nosebleed. And then someone said, does she have a body count? Is that why she's covered in blood? (laughs) That maybe he wasn't the first to die that day. Well, of course she's got a, b- a body count, but that, that now we're getting into sequel territory. Let me just um, figure out what's going on over here. Craig? I'm sorry, I think I'm not a lot of <laughs> 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 Let me just figure out what's going on over here. <laughs> no, Amanda's just laughing at the way I asked it. <laughs> Let me just get to the bottom of this. (laughs) Craig, can't you just stand still in one place for the next hour and 20 minutes? No. Okay. Now, Peter uh, at repeater one 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 okay one 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 says i preferred amanda's screenplay pitch in this episode to which i say this wasn't a pitch and if i would have pitched my screenplay it would have had one note it would have been like a couple girls a couple girls go to prince edward island take a road trip with a ghost and then they have fun at anna green gables land at the end i mean people this is what i think we've given too much with the stories and we need to pull back a little bit so people don't expect it now, I will say, so I texted, so we, I had brought up that I was bringing my three good friends, um, Maggie, Mary Catherine, and Catherine on my trip. And so I texted them and I was like, you guys have to listen to this episode because I like planned this for us. And Maggie texted back and went, I'm going to Prince Edward Island next summer. Incredible. And so what's bringing her out there? Her husband's mom or grandma, 
Let me let me let me look really quickly. Basically, I think they're taking a cruise that stopping that stops in Charlottetown, and so they're going to be spending some time in Prince well, Edward Island. That sounds amazing. I know, I know. But she did say she's going to go to the Preserve Company now because we told because we both saying its praises. I mean, the highlight of both of our trips was absolutely mm-hmm. the Preserve Company. And yeah. you wouldn't necessarily think like you got to go check out the jam. I mean, I would, but a lot of no, I a would lot too. of people wouldn't think that. Obviously, that is something that's a priority for both of us. Now, I just want to <laughs> say, Maynard says this week I chose Amanda's trip for the queer romance and lobster. So people really responded to my um, my gay love story. I it was tale it was a tale for the ages. I think it it's something missing in storytelling today is is not only you know queer romance but the you know addition of a lobster supper in there as well. I think so too. And as now, part of it, I have to shout out uh, Judy Bloom's Summer Sisters because that was partly the inspiration for this book. Although now I'm trying to remember the plot of that. It's it's something. On like I think it's in New England and it's about two best friends who reunite and I don't think they end up having an affair but in my mind they there are some sexual undertones between the gals but I can't mm. I can't quite uh, re- well, recall. It's okay to be to be uh, you know for something to spark your creativity you know you added your own twist oh that I did oh here and you know the person who um, asked about the uh why why Kara was covered in blood seems to be Maddie C just to call shout okay. that out uh Harry Albert at placation underscore Stan said the inspiration on this week's episode is palpable PEI is going on my actual vacation bucket list because of you two well that's nice that's so nice we'll see you there uh so we also we had a riddle to say where where are we going where are we going next week and of course we we said it in the Prince Edward Island episode but next week we are going to Mexico City and That's right. some people and we had three people that were able to guess the riddle the first and foremost being none other than Melissa Stetton of Webcrawlers was the first person to answer the riddle good job Melissa Smart woman. Smart, smart woman. Now, we also had... Hold on one second. We had two other people guess it. And those two people were... Eric Hawkins at Cat at Cap Snake Arms, who got last week's riddle. He oh, got it again. Some people are just gifted. Yes. And then also uh, Stephanie... Stephanie... Z- adventure at Steph fun adventure she got it as well so we got three people who got it so congratulations to you guys you're you're the mayor of mexico city for this week oh i love that ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bet you get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Now, Amanda, we did get some emails. Well, I'm so excited about the emails. I can't tell you guys, I know I say this every week, but the engagement on Twitter and through email is so fun. It makes me it's feel alive. Yeah, well, it's not because we're not screaming into a void. We're screaming into a crowd of people <laughs> yes. that are actually standing there. That as it should be. So this comes in from Justin. Hello, Maria and Amanda. I'm a lifelong PEI resident who's been listening to your podcast since the first episode. I've never heard the province discussed or mentioned in any kind of non-Anne of Green Gables related context in the outside world. So it was really fun to find out how we might come across to potential vacationers. I had a gig as a photographer at the Island Preserve Jam Factory once. Ah. And none of the pics I took do it justice. You'll sure you'll for sure have to see it for yourself sometime. So this so Justin's saying whatever you think the the jam company is, you don't even know. Whoa. Here's some more stuff to add. One of the best ghost stories you didn't mention was the flaming pirate ship that appears off the coast. I think that's what I was meaning when I said ghost ship. I think that's what I had come across, but I didn't. I didn't. As I said, I left many stones unturned and this was one of them. Was the flaming pirate ship that appears off the coast of the island during the fall when there's a northeasterly wind. It was famous enough to appear on a to appear on a stamp. And I know many skeptical rational people who have matter-of-factly said, "Oh, I've seen that." I attached some links below which have some more info, though one of them has a mundane explanation. People are probably watching a red crescent moon just rise above the water. <laughs> so there's a little less magic in the world than there was before I started this email, but oh well. Now, he also said if you're visiting North Rustico, which is where a, the big part of your story took place, Amanda. Yes. You're going to like this. You might think about coming here at Christmas. <gasps> Whoa. One... Now, it gets a little sad, but then it turns around. So just stay with it. One resident lost his daughter and she loved Christmas. So every year he puts on the biggest, brightest display of lights he can and hopes she'll see it from heaven. Okay. It's by far the most elaborate display on the island. And now the rest of North Rustico is now on a friendly but pretty intense competition to be the second most best decorated house. And then he attached some photos below, which I'll show you in a second. And now it's our Christmas village. I also have a memory of first listening to the James Bonding Casino Royale episode you were on while on a stroll through the town at Christmas. So I got a kick out of hearing North Rustico mentioned on the podcast. That is beautiful. And I would never think to go at Christmas time, but that sounds amazing. Now here, I'm sharing my screen with you. I'm sharing some pictures (gasps) with you. Oh, it does look nice. These are pictures of these quaint, like, you know... Oh, these houses just covered in lights. It's beautiful. Gorgeous. Just lights, lights, lights. Snow on the ground. Looks absolutely amazing. Now he has one more. You touched on how there's only the one ferry and one airport, as well as the nine mile translated from 13 kilometers. I think I've got that right. Confederation Bridge. Here's an inside secret. Because there's only three ways on and off the island, we were able to more or less completely dodge the pandemic. Thanks to a provincial government that took the situation very seriously very early and they immediately locked down the three points of entry. Because of that, we've had zero COVID-related deaths and no community spread. 
And we were able to live almost totally normal lives in the past year aside from just to be safe mask mandates. On the flip side, it's really hard to leave. So the island often felt like a red sandstone prison. Mm. But on the whole, we were very thankful for being so sheltered. Divulging this to non-islanders might have gotten me in trouble. But as it happens to the very... But as it happens on the very day you release the episode, we finally announced a timetable to open up the province to fully vaccinated travelers again. So please visit soon. There's a wonderful art and film community. There you Good go. Day, Justin. There you go. And Justin, thank you for all those insider recommendations. Now we have another Prince, Prince Edward Islander listener. And this listener actually posted, you guys, this is, this is crazy. If you go on our Twitter, she was listening to the episode at her desk in her uh, home or apartment or office, and she works directly across from the Slaymaker and Nichols Hotel that I was staying at in my story, and she posted a picture of it. Incredible. So this is from Christine. She says, Hi, Marie and Amanda. I felt that I'm in the unique position to judge who presented the best vacation as I am a redhead who was born on PEI, raised by a beef cattle potato farmers, raised by beef cattle potato farmers and lived in Charlottetown. In fact, my desk overlooks the slay maker and Nichols. Such a mind blowing experience to be looking at the restaurant while Maria was talking about it. In my opinion, the winner has to be Maria because... She went to Green Gables. It's a rite of passage for all vacationers to visit. It's not just a museum. You get to interact with actors playing Anne and Diana while they make ice cream while they make ice cream and share a drink of raspberry cordial. If you don't mind, I'd like to add some suggestions. First of all, the lobster roll. Dave's is fine. Now I went to Dave's, but you must go to the lobster barn at Ooh. Victoria by the Sea. Okay. Save some room for dessert and get the <gasps> coconut cream cheesecake. Oh. oh. That sounds so good. <laughs> Next, take in a show. The Confederation Center of the Arts does live theater and concerts every summer. Also, there is a wonderful art gallery within the building and plenty of actors walking around outside dressed in 1860s attire, giving tours as the fathers of the Confederation. Of course. The city leans heavily into the fact that Charlottetown, that the Charlottetown Conference in 1864 was the first of a series of meetings that ultimately led to the formation of the Dominion of Canada. Now you're going to like this. Top off your night with ice cream at Cow's. Get the Wowie Cowie on a homemade waffle cone. It's vanilla ice cream, English toff toffee marble, chocolate flakes, and crunchy bits similar to score bars. Oh, Matt you... would go insane. That's He loves like toffee. Wow. Wow. So does Craig. He loves Heath bars. He loves like Heath bar crunch. Yes. Matt loves score bars and Heath bars. They're like his candy of choice. As you can tell by the name of the flavor, there are cow related no, there are cow related puns aplenty. What an absolute treat to you both. What an absolute treat to listen to you both wax poetic about my home province. You have both given me plenty of ideas for a great staycation and reminders of places that I haven't been able to visit since I was a kid. Thank you for bringing attention to PEI. We are a small province with tourism being our primary industry. Shutting down our border last year kept our COVID numbers low, but it was devastating financially to our local businesses. Mm. So get faxed and come visit. And if you want to see real live potato fields and an old barn that my father converted into a concert hall, drop me a line. Of course Have we want to see day, that. Christine. Yes. Oh, amazing. That is so cool. I love getting these listener recommendations from the locals. And um, 
I also want to say uh, someone on Twitter did point out that neither of us went to the Potato Museum, and if either yeah. of us had, it would have swung his vote, their vote in that direction. So apparently that was an oversight. We should have gone to the Potato Museum. I saw a headline saying this is one of the best food museums in the world, and I kind of brushed it off. Then hearing your story, Amanda, and then hearing this guy say the Potato Museum is where it's at, I, I know now that it was an oversight, and I apologize. Well, listen, this is why we do this, okay? So when we actually go to PEI, we don't make these huge mistakes. And I, I'm definitely going to that Moo, Moo ice cream place and getting that cow, the cow, getting your cowie wowie. Yeah, getting my cowie wowie. Now, Amanda, I sent you one to read. This is actually, it's a, it's a Hokkaido. Oh. It's um, a Hokkaido trip. What do you call response? it? Response. It's a, it's a Hokkaido response. And did you send this to my email? Yes, I did. And it's got some pictures. Well, fancy that. I see here. Okay, hello. I only just heard your Hokkaido episode, which I love, so I hope it's not too late. It is never too late. But mm-hmm. I am a person who has been thinking about trips to Hokkaido for three to four years, including a bunch during last year's isolation during COVID. So if you want to unpack Hokkaido stuff, here are some things. Otaru. Otaru is a smaller city known for some lovely canals, cherry blossoms mm-hmm. in the spring, and crafts like glass blowing and music boxes. You know wow. I love glass blowing. Once I binged that glass blowing show on Netflix. Would you ever glass blow yourself? I did. I am made of glass and I did blow myself. <laughs> uh, there's also a place that makes a seven layer multi-flavor soft serve ice cream <gasps> cone. I'm getting ra- oh, enraged no. that I didn't find this earlier. <laughs> I'm like shaking. Okay. I'm watching a video here. It's seven layers rainbow tower ice cream. Uh, hold oh, on. There's my an God. ad. Oh, okay. So this seems oh like the seven God. layers. Holy moly. Okay. Okay. It's lavender. It's milk. It's chocolate. It's melon. It's green tea. It's strawberry. Oh and then the top God. flavor is just written in Japanese. And it's so for us, it's a mystery flavor. That is <gasps> wild. Maria, I think this place has a flavor it- that's apple and camembert. Oh my God, this looks so, I want someone to eat it. Can someone order one and eat it, please? Let's see what happens. Okay, let's see. Oh my God, we got a link to this video on our Twitter. Oh my God, this soft serve is huge. Okay, here I see them. So they're swirling, they're swirling. They have different swirls. It's like they're at um, a yogurt, yogurt land and they're kind of going machine to machine and you've got a seven layer soft serve. I'm sorry to say the video never shows anyone eating it. That's and that's ridiculous. Okay, well I'm now I'm going here. I am I I am going <laughs> to Hokkaido and I'm eating that seven layer soft serve in the next decade. I I'm promising you this now. Uh I because if you don't then uh, you owe me memory you owe me 5 million dollars. 5 million dollars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Because those were like, that's some great engagement. And I want to say, well, no, there's more to the email. There is? Yeah, I I couldn't imagine after that soft serve bomb. (laughs) I know. 
Your computer exploded. Okay, so, oh my God, you're right. Okay, so now there's another recommendation called Cape Soya. This is the northernmost town in Japan. It looks like it's on the edge of the world and super cold and windswept, but it's hot and humid here in Maryland. I've got family in Maryland. So a blast of winter seems appealing. It's far from Sapporo, so it's a challenge, but it feels like an adventure. Okay, interesting. And the Sapporo Dome. I love soccer, and the Sapporo Dome is a stadium that has a soccer field and baseball field that swap out in a crazy way. They literally remove the baseball turf and dirt sections, rotate the stands, and a soccer field slides in and sits on top of it. Wow. I'd like to see them do that. Now, I have to say, um, seeing a baseball game in Japan is an iconic experience. They really? love baseball so much. I used to go when I lived in Tokyo, and it's just the most fun experience because Japan has fandom. Like they get fandom, they get how to be a fan. Like like they are so enthusiastic about their love of baseball. And so yeah, I went to a couple games when I was out there, and then always afterward we would go to the Outback Steakhouse. Ooh, <laughs> and that's where you'd see the the uh, like American baseball players who played on the Japanese team. They would go to the Outback after their games. And is the Outback in Japan different than the Outback in America? Or like, is it, do they like do it a little differently? Or is it just kind of like being back in America? It's basically the same, except like a little bit weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I can see it. But I made my parents, my parents came out to visit. I made them take me to the Outback because I was just like, I guess I just needed a steak and a blooming onion. Yeah, you had to get that blooming onion. Um, we've got one more email here, and this this is uh, from Katie. She says, "Hi, Marie and Amanda. I second a Walt Disney World episode. I've been a cast member for eight years in roles in roles assisting Clooney budget guests." Okay, I I smell a VIP host, and those are the people that wear the little vests, correct? And then they and they you know walk around with Mariah Carey or you know anyone who needs who needs to be led around, you know like their king and queen of Disneyland. Yeah. Now she says, I actually have run into your friends, Taryn and Kobe twice at Walt Disney World. First time they were about to watch fireworks with their children. So I didn't say anything. But the second time was during my bachelorette party at Epcot and bumped into them in Mexico. They were so nice and I kept it brief, but but I do regret not bringing up the big ones, LOL. I'm loving the show and would love to hear some episodes for trips within the USA. And we agree. We're going to be doing where we've we've got some ideas. Hope to see y'all at Disney World one day and looking forward to more Playcation and Big Woods episodes. I love being part of the big ones patreon love katie in orlando and then she attached a photo of her and taryn and kobe and her her um bridesmaids that is so sweet well guys it's another wonderful unpacking episode thank you guys so much for your engagement remember to email us at the big ones podcast at gmail.com if you've got you know, it doesn't matter if you've list, you've just listened to an episode on, you know, Berlin or Bermuda or whatever. We're always wanting. It doesn't just have to be on the episode that just yeah. came out. So please send in your thoughts, concern. Don't send in your concerns. We we we're, we're concerned enough. <laughs> we don't need <laughs> we don't need to hear about what you're concerned about. Save that for your priest. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and remember to write a review because we do have a new review and we will read it if you write it. Uh, so, uh, Summer Teachin wrote, amazing show, just one of the, the many amazing shows from Erios. Well, thank you very much. All right, guys. Well, until next time, thanks for listening to Playcation. Be unhacking. Hacking. Erios. Powered by ACAST. 